0: Previously on Bacon Sale. Previously on Bacon Sale. Previously on Bacon Sale.
1: Okay. Kent, congratulations on your engagement. Uh...
0: This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale. Woohoo! It's 2020! <coughs> oh, gosh. Oh, Oh my gosh, I hate January. What am I even thinking? (laughs) This is the worst.
1: Yeah!
0: Yeah. Oh, (laughs) like, oh. That was so enthusiastic. Why is everyone sick? That was planned? Oh. That's a real bad omen. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, welcome to Baker's... Vegas- uh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Baker's L Season
1: 6. <laughs> season
0: 6. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob. We planned a song for that part, but we went with that instead. I <laughs> wish we could tell you what that we song say was. planned. It was like kind of planned but it was never oh, fully baked you know it was great it was just a little we only had the entire break to do it so joel just a may motto. have put the kibosh on this uh, but it's season six of bake and sell welcome whoop, whoop, one whoop. and all the year is 2020 perfect clarity this year that's mm. what i see it's the future is it oh it is you just yes. couldn't resist this 2020 joke but yes. seriously
1: guys <laughs> congratulations on us making it to season six i know didn't think that was possible hold on Pat it's
0: patting it? myself on the back Congratulations okay. hey. to you! Can Tal. I finger Thank boot you. both of you right now? Yeah. Oh, finger boot. Oh, wash your hands. After. I just got sick. You don't get sick. You should wash your hands. But it was a pretty.
1: I was going to say it was. It was a nice break. We hope you enjoyed your break. We hope you had a good time. We hope everything went well. Yeah. Um, we're back. We're back to our regularly scheduled episodes every single week. And knock on, knock on plastic. Yeah, indeed. We have some exciting news as well, Kent. Well, not exciting news, Kent. You want to give us an update on your engagement? I was hoping you wouldn't bring it up. Actually, we have to let the listener know. It was. It was a long
0: break. It and it was heartbreaking for some. Oh no. What happened? Well, you see, everything was working out fine, right? Like I went into the holidays, everything was romantic. You obviously spilled the beans. Yeah with your why'd you spill the beans? Because the world needed to know how happy you are. Well, <laughs> I never imagined you with a woman that was actually taller than you. It's it's true, yeah, but she's it really six, six. works. It really works. She's six six. She could cuddle him like she, like she was the big a big spoon. Baby, she's the big spoon. I know. It, I've uh, always said I wanted to be the little spoon until and, it happened. Until it happened, and then I had an inferiority complex. Yeah, but it wasn't just that. It wasn't her. muscles? Wait, are you saying the engagement is off? Oh, I, I've got bad news, everybody. The the engagement is off. <sighs> was it the muscles or her height? Well, she is very strong. Was not yeah. the eyebrow thing? It, it wasn't just the eyebrow thing. You uh, see... Go ahead. Tell, tell us, Kent. She I, couldn't see. That was the problem. I feel... Not with those eyebrows. It was impossible. I don't feel that I'm too picky, but there were some issues. For example... Okay. Her toenails mm-hmm. were so long. Oh, no, How long were they? Every time she walked <laughs> on a hardwood floor, they clapped. <gasps> like a dog or the raptors from Jurassic Park? Like the raptors from Jurassic Park. <laughs> there was even one right in the middle of the foot that oh, would clack on the ground that's by itself. That's a natural <laughs> long toenail. You know, can't, I was willing I to see past advice, it, but it was a long Listen, toenail. I have some advice for you. Sure. Keep this woman forever. <laughs> Wait. Wait. I don't understand. Just her toenails? That's can't, like, can't, that's like if a if magical it, gift. If it were just... Why was that Like be a it was sent gift? from heaven. Keep it... If it were just that, I'd be fine. Okay. But there was something else. What? Every time she saw something or ate something or started the car, she would make the sound effect with her <laughs> mouth. What? Yes. like That would be so annoying. Click. Vroom. Beep. 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 What cars even have backing up <laughs> noises anymore? <laughs> she drove a delivery truck. Ah, okay. So, and nom, nom, nom. Slurp, slurp, slurp. No. Every Single. <sighs> so that, that would have great on me. But I think. Ken, Imagine you kissing-, kissing that, Joel. No. <laughs>
1: because <laughs> she's, sound? she was what your that, fiance. What was that sound? <laughs> yeah.
0: But Ken, is that it though? That's not it. Can I hear more about the kissing sound? <laughs> no, you can't. Okay. When you're older. Okay. <laughs> oh, but then, but then we were introducing each other to each other's families and mm-hmm. everything was going well. And then she said, hey, I'm ready to take some engagement pictures. Okay. And so we found a spot and it was great. And I said, well, what are you going to wear? She says, I found the perfect thing. And do you know what she wore? What did she wear? A red shirt that said Bazinga, Bazinga across the front. A Big Bang Theory. That uh, was your, that was the straw that broke the camel's she back. She wanted to do Big Bang Theory cosplay for our engagement pictures. And you know what? It was wasn't it? the giant toenail <laughs> like a raptor foot <laughs> in the middle.
1: <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> the sound of It was, wasn't the bushy
0: eyebrows. <laughs> apparently the bushy eyebrows. It was the Big Bang Theory cosplay. Ah. <sighs> Well sorry, Ken. Well, you that's know that's too bad. That's too bad. It's heartbreaking, you in, know? You're incredibly shallow. I it's just amazing. <laughs> this it's, is news. It's amazing. I only yeah.
1: wish there were some good news that happened during this
0: break Definitely. that we could then move on from this. Yeah. There is was there? good news. So we did Can have a, a month off, but we got some new patrons and they are the whoop coolest. Whoop. So let me talk about them first, because they're great. So we have one. It's Plot Twist Media. Plot Twist Media, Kent. What's that? Tell us about this. So it's Life on the Rocks, please. You remember that podcast? I do very much so. Yes, they're still very active on Facebook on all social media channels. They've got a new project. This is Laura and Aaron. Yes. Plot Twist Media. And this show is going to be great. Not just
1: show. Shows. Shows. Exactly. There are multiple shows that they'll be doing. uh, Some very similar to Life on the Rocks format, but they're going to do other formats as well. Yes, like interviews. Sometimes they'll be doing like
0: voicemails to each other it's a good brand name honestly i like that it it really is and it's gonna be great definitely listen to the show that they currently you can go find out on itunes and other uh sources but go find it's the teaser pilot which is about 40 minutes it's out right now Mm -hmm. and the actual show will be starting very soon Mm -hmm. lauren aaron thank you thank you for being patrons also i I do want to say this yeah to kevin hicks yes Laura's Laura's husband. husband very supportive he taught me how to hug Happy birthday, man. Happy birthday, Kevin. Oh, happy birthday. We know you're busy. It's tax season. He's an accountant. Yeah. Thank you for teaching Kent how to hug. So yeah, it, he we, doesn't we do we it like a way that a we can't lot. describe anymore. Yeah, I gave Jake an A-frame hug when he walked in tonight. Did you? I did. Sorry. No. Yeah. Yeah. And also, speaking of Aaron, Aaron and Andy Oliverson... They are with the Park Hopper's unofficial Disneyland show. They are also new patrons as Another well. Tier so 1 patrons as well. been friends with these guys for years. They are the best. Thank you very
1: much. And we'd also like to thank some people who gave us some nice iTunes reviews that I'd like to read now. This one's from Captain Trigger. It says, I am a relatively new listener and have been going through their backlogged episodes as fast as possible. The hosts are hilarious and it is one of the few podcasts that can actually make me laugh so hard I have to rewind the episode because I will zone out from the laughter. We should put that on a shirt. Not black zone out from the laughter. <laughs> not blackout, but zone out. This podcast makes me laugh like an idiot I'm when I'm sure sitting in my happens. truck. The people give, giving me weird looks could never understand unless they too listen to Bacon Cell. Do yourself a favor and give them a shot. You won't regret it. Love it. Thank you, Captain Trigger. Also from Straylight underscore new. Straylight. Yeah, Straylight underscore new. Best pop culture podcast out there. Super creative and fun. I wouldn't be surprised if these guys blow up. Keep it up. I'm uh-huh. hoping he means be famous and not he's going to blow up the bacon cave. Yeah, I'm a little worried. Yeah, They're like tough of, times.
0: Not like one of Kent's exes blew us up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> one uh, time for a season finale. Yeah. From Synth, this says, perfection comes in many forms. Bacon Cell is a great example of podcasting perfection. Wow. It is my zen, my inner peace, my soulmate. <laughs> the podcast this podcast is the thing dreams are made of I am now complete
0: is this Ken's fiance before <laughs> it was he it's mm-hmm. gonna be
1: <laughs> a synth I like that name uh, and then finally from crude Dutler, it's uh, I've been listening to Bacon and sell for years and they just keep getting better each episode covers a different aspect of pop culture with their own unique take there is at least one episode out there for everyone and that's what's great about them their old episodes are still just as relevant as new episodes if you like movies music TV video games fast food soundtracks Disney Doctor Who comic books friends fries marvel hipster movies psychology etiquette or sports there is something in here for you what doctor who and no
0: supernatural in there yeah says well sports not so
1: much unless you like laughing at people who don't understand sports all that well so yeah, that's about it yeah that's about it but thank you to everyone if you get the time if you feel so inclined please go on itunes leave us a review we love yeah, we hearing from a you guys five star review please <laughs> what exactly. you feel we would deserve <laughs> but uh thank you to everyone who's listening we really do appreciate it but that's not what we're talking about
0: today we're back for the first time in season six Woo-hoo! jacob what are we talking about today wow 2020 that is crazy it's time to go what? no we have to go back to 2019 oh yeah. let's talk oh, about okay. let's talk about last year 2019 eh, ish it seems so well for you. Ish. <laughs> Here we are again. <laughs> so, every hello, year, friends. We <laughs> describe this. So we do do a look back, and so we give our five worst five best movies of last year mm-hmm. as we lead into the next year and we'll do some previews next week and whatnot but i give my five worst and five best and joel will give his five worst and five best sort of and that's
1: exactly what i do there's no question on that part of it on Should we that clarify, but we need to clarify this there's a lot for of new parentheses
0: people? around there's no parentheses so the five best there's, and five there's worst. definitely an asterisk he you guys make a big
1: deal of this every year and every year well we need to explain just so in the, the listener case go, no it's very simple to explain when you, pick, you say Platoon is your you, you least pick. favorite movie of 2019, that was a couple of years back. <laughs> but the way it works is Kent is ranking his top five, bottom five movies that were released in the calendar year of 2019. Correct. And I'm doing my top five, bottom five of movies that I watched in 2019 for the
0: first time. So it's not that crazy. We've talked about it before. Just definitely want to give some context to everyone that's new out there today. Because there
1: definitely are some ones here that were not from 2019.
0: In fact, I I only have a few from 2019. I know. That's usually how it goes. Every year. And Jake, feel free to jump in if you uh, hated anything for sure. Mm -hmm. I'll mostly just be here to mock your choices. We know. And and approve of them. <laughs> oh, oh, a new twist very... for 2020. <laughs> He's going to approve of some of our choices. I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready. <laughs> I don't know what to say. All right, who's to say? I'm going to go first. Please do, Betty Lee. The fifth worst movie of 2019 is Hellboy. Wait, wait. The fifth worst? Yes. Okay. Is the 2019 Hellboy. 2019, Hellboy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, is it, it enough? Was it because profanity. it was that bad, or because you were just disappointed because you like the Hellboy franchise? It is that bad. Okay, okay. I'll, let me give a synopsis real quick. Based on the graphic novels by Mike Mignola, Hellboy or Heckboy, <laughs> caught between the worlds of the supernatural and human, battle an ancient sorceress bent on revenge. This is directed by Neil Marshall, starring David Harbour from Stranger Things, yeah, Hopper from Stranger Things, uh, and Mila Jokovic. Jokovic is Jokovic. Is it, it really? So Yo now, bitch, now you, I asked, mean which. you asked about the comparison between mm. the last series, which, Joel, I know you're not the biggest fan of Hellboy fine. and Hellboy 2 Golden Army. But I, 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 I really like Hellboy 2 yeah, Golden yeah. Army. Mm-hmm. So this is just bad on its own merit. I think the mm-hmm. bad quality is it's highlighted by the mm-hmm. movies that came before in the imagination. But this one was trying to be something And different. this is a <sighs> reboot. They're ignoring all previous yeah. incarnations,
1: which, by the way, why didn't they do a third movie?
0: So there was actually a script uh guillermo del toro who directed those other two movies mm-hmm. had a script and he and the creator of uh his name is mike mignola he created hell what do you want me you to can say say because he comes from hell Met, should i call him mats or Mots? i'm not really sure <laughs> <laughs> but so even like the Ron second pa- one didn't make enough money <laughs> to it it, it made, it it made its money essentially but there's a lot of money that went into it yeah it was but, a pricey but movie. there was a script and it's essentially creative differences mm and Ron Perlman was like, I'm not going to do any of these movies unless my buddy Del Toro is involved. So I'm out as well. And so they just went with this. They okay. totally rebooted it, what, 15 years later? Yeah. No, I guess it was 11 it years after long. the last one. Yeah. The whole premise of this one is, hey, we're gritty, we're gory, we're naughty. Because the other ones were PG-13. But not really. this, was, this was an R. It was, though, in a way, because there's a lot of gore. Granted, it's cartoonish. And there's a lot of F-bombs, essentially. Hmm. And so that's kind of what this movie is based on, and Can we not call them f bombs too close. Can we call them g bombs, maybe or g bombs, yeah, oh. or h bombs. I don't know. I, just, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, now I'm trying
1: let's to go think like what three steps away from this.
0: But what it does is it takes like three different stories and tries to like three different comic arcs and tries to put them into one movie, and it's all over the place. It seems like three distinct movies that none of them quite work together if the world building is lazy it doesn't really bother to like show what any character motivations are it's all one dimensional and the exposition which is throughout the movie is repeated throughout i felt exhausted during this movie uh, and the levity was just terrible very little humor so there's not going to be another one of these you think there won't uh, be another one this bombed. May, This lost a lot of money okay so i do want to read an audience review because i have an audience <laughs> review uh, on every single one of these I'm ready. go for it it's a long one so get ready why do people hate this movie? It's super gory, funny, sexy in a superhero kind of way, and has Daniel Day Kim, albeit with a British accent, who gets naked and transforms into some sort of monster jaguar. What? <laughs> the gore is relentless. So if that's not your thing, then don't watch this. Five stars, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy Hilfiger. Thanks, Tommy. Yeah, right. If it's not your thing, don't watch it. That's, then people didn't. Yeah, a monster jaguar. <laughs> what more do you need to see? the The effects were bad. The the script is bad. Everything's bad in this movie. I'm so glad it won't be getting a sequel. This movie is tedious. Okay, Joel, All what's right. your number five? Uh,
1: my number five is actually directed by Ethan Cohen. Well, no, excuse me, Ethan Cohen. My mistake. A lot of people didn't make the mistake. It Came out in 2018. It's Holmes and Watson.
0: Wait, remember is that one? Ethan Cohen oh, is not Ethan yeah. Cohen. No, there's, there's no a, relation. So if, you, you, if you remember... this like the beginning of the year. Yes. I still haven't seen this by the way this came out. This actually came out Whoa, December why would you? This, yeah.
1: this came yeah. out December 25th 2018 worst Christmas present ever <laughs> it's so but true. To, no Ethan Cohen you ruined gets Christmas. mistaken for Ethan Cohen but he actually wrote He wrote the scripts for Tropic Thunder, Madagascar 2, Men in Black 3, Beavis and Butthead like that's his stuff he's not one of the Cohen brothers but I, I, I'm pretty sure wasn't it Bill Murray who thought he was being directed by Ethan Cohen and it turned out to be Ethan Cohen and Garfield or I can't remember. Oh that's too bad. Anyway uh, synopsis Will Farrell and John C. Riley attempt to revive Sir Arthur Conan Doyle by making him roll over in his grave repeatedly. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was my synopsis. Yeah, there you go. Uh, this was like, it isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but that doesn't mean it was good. Like, I remember going into this because they said like people were walking out of this movie. Yeah, in that's the hyperbole, right? It was so bad. That Sony tried after they did some screenings and it tested very poorly. They tried to sell distribution rights to Netflix, but Netflix said, no, thank you. Netflix buys everything. Netflix said no, thank you wow. to Holmes and Watson. And in fact, Jacob, you brought this up mm-hmm. on last, uh, la- our last year's premiere episode. And you were like, what about Holmes and Watson? Wasn't that, didn't that make your worst list? And neither of us had seen it at the time. No. You were correct. This made my bot, my bottom five, my number five on my worst. Because it was so bad it's okay so I was like okay I'll look up some quotes to show you how bad the humor is I went on IMDb I looked in the quote section there were like eight quotes and you'd have to do them with very exaggerated
0: accents right and a
1: lot of well and a lot of them are like kind of physical gags like when he's holding a big huge camera like a 19 whenever's camera 1910 1920s when was, when was that? 1900s doesn't matter yes big old camera he's like I shall take a self photograph I've just invented it And I'm like, it's just you can't describe how dumb this movie is. Still, better than any Tyler Perry
0: movie I've seen. Have you any did you see this year? Did you see any Tyler Perry movies? No, they probably made the list otherwise. I don't think he makes any more Medea movies. And I think that's your fault. Thanks Thanks a lot, Joel. You're welcome. You ruined everything. Ruined? (laughs) Oh yes. uh, Or saved us. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. This really is just a terrible movie. It's It's strange to me that Will Ferrell at this point in his career would be like, yeah, I'll make something that's probably terrible. Why even bother? Well,
1: apparently you're supposed to be this, uh, Seems Will like Farrell and, right uh, Sasha Baron Conan kind of like powerhouse comedy, but then turned into the buddy comedy of John C. Riley and Will Ferrell. Yeah. The problem, my, my biggest problem with this movie is they could not decide the level of humor intellect they were going for. And you can't really tell. Because it's just juvenile, though, right? But they try to do this like this highbrow satire a couple times, like kind of like, oh, we're saying this, but we're not really meaning this. That's what's funny. And then just stupid slapstick humor. Like they really, and you don't know, like you can't tell if Holmes is a genius or a buffoon because they make him both. And it doesn't make any sense. Like either he's not really doing all these amazing calculations or he is. That sounds really nuanced, actually. Like I'm going to have to see this movie. <laughs> yeah, please, yeah. please sounds do. Sounds like there's some layers there. It was nominated for six Razzies and won four of them, including Worst Picture. So, Holmes and Watson is my number five. Yeesh. Then I'll go on to my number four. And this one is my only selection in my worst that comes from 2019. I'll give the synopsis. Humans, smoke, and darkness get in the way of giant monster fights, and Godzilla is body shamed by Kent and Jacob. <laughs> it's Godzilla, King
0: of Monsters. Dude is fat. <laughs> Chubby Godzilla. Uh, you can't double down on that. I did. <laughs> That's a chunky lizard, you know? He did and I did. This is
1: directed by Michael Doherty, who directed Krampus. Krampus. And number four worst. Number four worst, starring Kyle it's Chandler, Vera bad. Farmiga, and Millie Bobby Brown. It's not that bad. It it really was one of those where I, I've seen a number of Godzilla movies now.
0: Yeah, are you sure it's not you body shaming him? No, it was you guys. Go back
1: and listen to Have the Have there been about. any that were good? Any
0: I, Godzilla movies? So that the you original
1: Gogeta, you get kind of a little kind of like, oh, that's kind of yeah. The flair for the time. It's like yeah. It's like oh. Look, Do you like it, the Peter like Jackson or no? No, Peter Jackson. That was King Kong. Yeah, oh King Kong! I didn't yeah. like that either. Yeah, we going that mixed up. Um, I was confused there for a second. The, okay, so Hollywood, American Hollywood, has done three Godzilla movies in the nineteen ninety eight, two thousand fourteen, yes, and then this one in two thousand nineteen. That's three strikes, America. You're out. Don't do Godzilla movies anymore. They don't
0: work. You're going to be real sad when Godzilla versus Kong comes out at the end of this year. I am. I am. Are you sad already? It's, th- this movie should have been cool action. It's all obscured action.
1: The drama should have been there. Every time the humans were on, were on the screen, I wanted to throw something at the, the screen. The humans
0: were the worst, yeah. like when they're chasing them. Just to give you on an idea, giant aircraft carrier. just watch
1: the trailer. During the trailer, they're playing this soft, dark piano version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Why? Because Mothra shoots rainbows, probably. No! Yeah. Probably. Why. They have a slogan, one king to rule them all. Kent, as a Lord of the Rings fan, I that know, has it, to It drives me a little crazy. And then there's the line, this is Godzilla's world we're just living in it <laughs> that belongs in a fast and the furious movie it does not belong in a godzilla movie so what you're trying to say is you're rooting for king kong that's yes, fair to say totally because it's just annoying how this is like i don't know okay so at the end of this film they dedicated the the movie to the original godzilla superformer i'm not even going to try to say his name but he was in the credits and he died in
0: 2017. So I'm glad he was not around to see oh, what this movie had become. Y- you let's might, start, Joel. Let's start. I know you you thought the action was obscured, but you have to appreciate seeing a modern version of Mothra, Rodan, and Ghidorah. Great screensavers. Love them as screensavers. Amazing screensavers. Amazing Jeffs. Screen yeah, let's do that as beautiful, high-definition Jeffs everywhere. But like people have been waiting to see those like fully CG'd out and everything. Instead Let of Japan just, do it. Japan will do it right. Will they? Because Man we're not doing a good job. Not
1: a good job. No. No. Com- but like, common writer. And there's okay. So uh, <laughs> listener, there is the Orca plot device. I'll call it where they have this machine, the Orca, that can either calm the monsters, summon the monsters, or control the monsters. We're not sure which, but it will do one of those. And then characters suddenly decide they're going to just sacrifice themselves for no other reason than plot drama. Yep. There's no reason a certain character has to stay in a car, but they do because their character was irredeemable because they were, it made them very stupid. Yeah. So Godzilla, I, King of Monsters. I wish this were a 25-minute action movie, and that is it. That would be fine.
0: Yeah. Get rid of all the humans. Yes. And just do the action. That's their intent. That's what they should do. All right. My number four worst is Men in Black International. The Men in Black have always protected the Earth from the scum of the universe. In this new adventure, they tackle their biggest threat to date—a mole in the Men in Black organization. <laughs> what? what is this? <laughs> Twenty-four? Just CTU? Yeah, a mole in the organization. This was the laziest script ever. So lazy. So, so starring Chris Hemsworth, Tessa Thompson, directed by F. Gary Gray, who did Straight Outta Compton and the upcoming Mask movie. Did you guys ever play Mask? Ma- ma- mask. Is that real? No, Mask like. My mask my, my toys. Mask. Yeah. Yeah. So not Jim Carrey. Not Jim Carrey. <laughs> not, not Jim Carrey Eric Stoltz. Not Eric or Stoltz. Jim, <laughs> Jim no. Carrey.
1: Uh, Ken, this one, you're saying this one is worse than your previous pick. Yes. Than Hellboy. Yes. This one was kind of vanilla to me. Like I've kind of forgotten it
0: existed, but I'm not angry at it. I'm not as angry at Hellboy because at least there was some um, nightmarish visuals. Mm-hmm. This thing, it, it makes me feel like I need to fall asleep. Like it felt like the longest movie of the year. And I saw Irishman with a full bladder, right? Like a three and a half hour Is that the title movie. of the movie? Irishman with a full bladder? Yeah, <laughs> Irishman with a full bladder. You do know it was on Netflix and you <laughs> could just pause it and go to the I bathroom. I went and saw the theater though. Oh, okay. Yeah. But like, it felt like Chris Hemsworth didn't care. Tessa, Tessa Thompson, you know, you see these two in Thor Ragnarok and you think, what a fun pairing. They're not at all. It seems no. like they're sleepwalking through the movie, almost bored and distracted. And the humor falls flat. Like they have this little alien creature mm-hmm. meant to just insert jokes by Kamal uh, Nagianni, right? Yeah, exactly. And there's also like no emotional involvement in the characters. There's really n- Tessa Thompson, her character, for example. She wants to be a man in black, and she is within the first five minutes, and that's it. Like that's our what anger point rise for the of this story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 really, are we <you> starting out <laughs> 2020 that way? Yes. That I'm victory? not holding punches anymore. Yeah, I just felt this was so lifeless that I. I felt like I kind of wasted my time seeing this in the theater. Mm. Like, it's not an absolute F, but I will never see this movie again. I doubt I will. And I don't think they will ever get another sequel, maybe a reboot, possibly 12 years down the road. Mm. But yeah, what an awful movie. TV series. So I do have an audience review from this one. Please. This movie was bomb AF. Chris Hemsworth makes this 100% worth watching it. (laughs) Dang. (laughs) What a dad. But I rated this a 4.5 because the ending sucked. I was expecting a kiss. And you know what happened? No kiss. I want another movie. 4.5 stars. Devin C. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Devin C. I oh, have no idea what you like. A kiss I, know, I know a Devin C. That makes me really nervous.
1: <laughs> no, wait, did he want a kiss on the screen? Or did he want a kiss from his date he went to go Both. see a movie with? <laughs> you know what happened? No kiss. Smoothie up. Uh, yeah, movie I sucked. I think you're right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Kind of confusing. <laughs> My number three. Is called Serenity. <gasps> so this is the Kent. How film, dare you? This is this is where I'm cheating. It's the uh, from 2006. It's a film adaptation of the canceled Firefly series. You liar! I am. Don't so you liar. dare! Yeah, I would never do. Hashtag that to not you. my Serenity. Serenity came out at the beginning of the year. Which probably this was probably delayed. Lo- all the worst movie lists. No and one liked this one. I hate to include it here. I really do because I loved this movie. Because it was so bad? Because it was so bad. And this is
1: Anne Hathaway. Matthew McConaughey. Which should be a good start. Let I, heard, me explain. I heard it's just
0: them making out for two hours. And oh, other people. Devin C should see this movie. Lots of kiss. Yeah. He well, would love this one. I'll tell you that Kathy M loved it. <laughs> she says, Awesome movie. Wow. Kept you with the letter U thinking all through it. Of course, Matthew is a girl's dream in the movie. Gave me nice dreams. Oh, yeah. No. Five stars. Oh, <laughs> it's just weird. Let me give it a plot synopsis. All right. And I am not giving any spoilers because everyone needs to see this movie. I'm not and seeing I this movie. Please. I'm not seeing this movie. A, Hashtag not my serenity. A fishing boat captain juggles facing his mysterious past and finding himself ensnared in a reality where nothing is as it seems. I saw this is, trailer. Is there a supernatural element to this? Or is it like a, it's supposed to be suspense or There's thriller? A twist. Or what? There is one of the biggest twists. I'm going to read I've the plot synopsis seen. right now. Kent. Please don't. Don't ruin it for yourself. This I'm is not like, watching this movie. We watched Tiptoes for the first time this last year, right? I'm going to watch it you This matches Tiptoes as far as weirdness. <laughs> so he's looking for this giant fish, and that is his goal throughout the movie. Like a Moby Dick really? analogy? Yeah, it's like a Moby Dick, but it's just a giant tuna. Like a giant tuna, probably six foot tuna. Does he talk like an old sea captain? Right. No, nah, he talks tuna. like Matthew McConaughey, who's probably under the influence in this movie <laughs> right, a little bit. All right, all right, all right. And one cryptic character finds him and he says, because Matthew McConaughey is kind of being hired by his ex-wife to, to kill her husband. That's all I'm going to say. And so he says... This character comes up and says, don't kill her husband. If you don't, I will give you a fish finder that will help you find your six foot tuna. And that is one of the big plot cruxes. Like that's his big decision. Either Man, that commit murder. Terrible. Man, 2020 <laughs> is so cool with all these futuristic <laughs> devices, like a fish finder. For a specific fish. Yeah. You'll find your fish. This feels like a Black Mirror episode written by kid YouTubers. <laughs> and you're mm-hmm. going to know what I'm talking about if you ever see this movie. But the problem is I couldn't look away. I was incredulous during this movie, especially where it goes. I want to watch this with large groups, and so everyone can suffer Let's and just watch the their show heads. so I can just watch this. Will you please watch it? And in the acting, how is... how R is this? Oh, it's R. <laughs> um, it will give you nice dreams. No, <laughs> stop. It's yeah. Well, it worked for what's her bucket. Yeah, did it? Yeah. No, but it's crazy. Matthew Kathy McConaughey. M. She has a name. Kathy M. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway are i almost combined their names there are oscar winners and they're in this movie and the acting is so atrocious but it, it's almost on purpose to serve like, the plot their acting is super bad too yeah i feel like they should have their awards removed entirely <laughs> yeah. oh wouldn't that be terrible if that was the world we lived in where the academy retroactive could be like, no of the awards.
1: sorry Cuba gooding jr you're back. give that back
0: so like I, we saw what you've done since then <laughs> this is it's legitimately the the biggest head scratcher of the year But But it's number three. But it's number three. I almost put it as number five because I do enjoy this the most of my list. Okay. But it's bad. So what's your number three?
1: Uh, My number three had a budget of $2.5 million and it got $27,000 back. Oh, no. Wow. It was made in 1989. (laughs) We we watched it. We already talked about it. It's Teen Witch. Oh. Supersonic, idiotic, disconnected, not respected. Who would ever really want to go and top that? Top that. Top that. Top Top that. that. Top that. I don't really give it. Never mind. I'm going to do it. So if you you didn't listen to our uh, Season of the Witch episode uh, that we did last year, we had to watch a couple of these witch movies, and they were all bad. Well, almost all bad. This one, synopsis, I'm going to read just like the IMDb summary says. High school misfit Louise, at a loss for romance, discovers magical abilities, but the teenage witch finds that she cannot conjure herself true love. So what? <laughs> <laughs> so what? So this was one where they, they started out, and we, we talked about this before. I'm going to do a really brief synopsis, uh, but this is the one where it started out kind of a female version of Teen Wolf. It's like, let's let's do a kind of a female version of that right. movie that did so well. and But then it was up against competition like Field of Dreams and Pet cemetery and Oh, just, actual films. Is yeah, what actual mean? films. Right. And it got lost. Like, just no one wanted to watch it. And it's also a terrible movie. Mm-hmm. From the acting, to the story, to the special effects, to the extended musical numbers. Like, I Like Boys. Remember that song? I yes. I,
0: I literally thought about that for days and shuddered. Yeah. <laughs> like, the clip you yeah. showed me, I was Boy. like,
1: oh, Oh. I rewatched it just in prep for this show and the whole time I really? was like, I like... hope no one walks by and sees my screen right now because <laughs> I'm so embarrassed by this. Uh, but this one is is interesting because I find it interesting, Kent, that you just spent a while saying, I hated Serenity. Everyone should see it. Yes. Because this is one of the worst movies I think everyone should see. I think right. everyone should watch Teen Witch at least once. Not because it's a good use of your time, because just to see it. Just see how crazy this movie really is. It's a
0: jaw-dropping experience to watch this movie. I have to and see say, how what bad it is. Terrible morality tells in yes. here. Yes. The lesson is all. It's like the opposite of Greece. Yes. I had the same experience with the the pitching love, catching faith. Mm-hmm. Like at the time I was like, That was one for your torture Jake. Yeah, the promotion. torture Jake. Yeah. And but now that some time has passed and I've like recovered from the trauma, it's like, oh, other people should experience this trauma. Because <laughs> right? you've never seen anything like Making it. So. There's nothing yeah. that bad.
1: But I mean, so. from there's that whole rap sequence when a girl is enchanted to rap with another guy who's supposed to be cool, but he's like a 30-year-old a guy wearing like a Hawaiian shirt and rolled up pants, and it's like you're supposed to think he's the cool guy. He was cool uh, back then. But this is uh, this is one that you need to see, and it's terrible, and I'm sorry that I made you guys watch it because I did push that one on the list. I've never yeah, watched it, not after that yeah. clip.
0: You need to see it, Jacob. Oh, it, I, I was so uncomfortable just from the clip. I'm glad I've seen it. Yeah,
1: so Teen Witch is my number three. My number two is from 2013, so we're moving up. In the world here, <laughs> get it more relevant. Uh, this one came out on February fourteenth, two thousand thirteen. Worst Valentine's Day gift ever. It's beautiful creatures. So another one from our witch list. Really worst of? Oh my gosh! I hated, hated this movie. This one. Wow. So uh, I'm gonna read the synopsis, but I'm gonna read it in the voice that uh, Alden Ehrenreich oh, no. did. Oh no! Oh, that's me. Because the whole time he's this country bumpkin in yeah. Georgia. Are I think you doing it,
0: it Han Solo? Or no? This guy? is this
1: is how he. This is how he speaks in the movie okay should i take off my mm-hmm. headphones Ethan longs to escape his small southern town he meets a mysterious girl named lena together they uncover dark secrets about their respective families their history and their town <laughs> joel i will pay you ten dollars if you do that voice the rest of the stuff is oh well, people will turn it off will so you quick. read me the screenplay twenty dollars <laughs> twenty dollars the whole time though like i i've seen alden iraq play uh, Mahan Solo in yeah, Solo, right? And he talked normal, and so I don't, I don't think he's Southern. I'm pretty sure he's not Southern, but he was trying real hard. It's like a British person trying to do a Southern accent. It was really bad. Yeah. Well, in, in fact, that's one of my one of my pet peeves. Actually, bad accents do kind of grind on my on my ears. Right. But the Southern accent, when everyone is doing a, a bad Southern accent at the same time. It's like a choir of demons. Like, I <laughs> choir of demons. I choir of demons Satan. scraping through my ears because I, like, everyone from Alden uh, Ehrenreich to Jeremy Irons, Emma Thompson, all of them were trying to do these accents and it wasn't working. It was. Not even bad. Emmy Rossum. Emmy Rossum was one of the few parts of this movie when I went, she's okay. Yeah. And that's why I couldn't rate this one lower because I absolutely hated this movie. But. It actually, there's some
0: visual moments when I'm like, that was a cool look. That was a cool effect. I, I remember that. It's like being really plain and bland with, with a couple of interesting moments. Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: And it's a witch movie, or excuse me, a caster movie. They call themselves casters yeah. because the witch is a fancy of. I, do, I just want to read part of the synopsis here. That This is a uh, spoiler alert, maybe? I don't know. She causes the moon to disappear so it cannot claim her for the dark. What? What it, does that even mean? And it gets dark. I don't, it's a I don't euphemism, Joel. Yeah. No, the whole thing is that you, you get to the certain point when you're 16 and you get turned into either a good witch or a bad witch. And But males can choose, but females can't. And it's, is she going to be That's turned dark? a little dark? bigoted. That's what I thought. And this this was based on a book. I mean, I heard it was based on a book, but it basically feels like they made it up as they went along, this yeah. whole movie. All right. It was so many cliches. You hated and this so much. I'm like, gosh. Yeah. I did. But this is... Uh, what is this? Number two three? This was number two. Uh, budget Ooh. of budget of sixty million made sixty million, so oh, which okay. means they didn't really turn a profit because you need no, they they at least not. double. But this is not. I'm glad this is never going to get any sort of sequel. Yeah, oh,
0: never so, ever. Yeah, beautiful All creatures. Right, to describe, describe my creatures. number two. A tribe of cats called the Jellicles must decide yearly which one will ascend to the Heaviside layer and come back to a new Jellicle Jellicle life. Remember when you said you were going to describe your number two? Jellicle (laughs) cats. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, I think that was
1: actually cinema's
0: number two. A bunch of cats (laughs) go to a talent show. Uh One of them dies. The one that doesn't have a home and no one likes Uh gets killed, but it go live again.
1: After she has her snot nose, Such a nice moment.
0: All cats. Right. Cats. My goodness. So this one, and Joel and I, we describe this in a in a bacon bit, mm-hmm. but it feels like there's a... Let's imagine a table. Is this bad enough to watch? Almost. Because it's on the table so bad it it's good. It starts out that way. So it's so bad it's good. You're like, yes, this is a this is a, a beautiful nightmare. And then but there's the cats on the table, and they're pushing the glass, and they're pushing the glass, <laughs> and it well. falls off the so bad it's good table to just bat. And then it's Because like, oh. after 15, 20 minutes, you go, there's another hour at least, But what happens? Nothing. Just introductory songs. Yeah. I do want everyone to watch this movie to share our nightmares. (laughs) Jake, you need to see this movie. Uh, You just said no. So I don't. Please. I don't want to share your nightmares. I went into this
1: movie, and like I said, we said this on the bacon bit, but for those you who didn't listen... I was hopeful because I've wanted to see Cats because it's such a popular play. And right. I love Broadway plays and musicals. Sure. And I thought, well, you know what? Even if it looks weird, because I saw the trailer and I was like, that looks weird. But I'm like, even if it looks weird, there'll be some beautiful music. And
0: that's just it. If there was good music, like you no. would have kept your toes tapping. The pacing would have been. How is there helped. not good music? Mungo
1: Jerry and Rumble Teaser. Teaser.
0: That's the song. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. It's, it's terrible. It's uh, we can't even. That's all you need to hear. <laughs> that's all you need to hear. Yeah. So like, like, yeah, if there was good music, it would have kept my attention. Mm-hmm. But it didn't. Like, this feels like it almost could be a cult classic, but like a classic for cults. Like cults. <laughs> Cat cults. Cat worshiping that cults. torture you. Yeah. Cat cults. Yes. yes. Is Tom Hooper going to stop getting money after this? Maybe. He was the director, yes. This was more disturbing than Midsummer and Lighthouse, which I saw <laughs> this year. Two horrific movies. Yes, absolutely. I gave cats a tier one in our pet show. They are now Tier 2 because of this movie. But Samantha Rose Johnson said, The railroad cat can't have my children. Like, holy crap. With three Ps. Can't have my children? Yeah, that's what it says. (laughs) That thick... Boy, no, no. swoon <laughs> five <laughs> <No>. stars <laughs> once again. That railroad cat can't have my children. Like, holy crap, that thick boy swoon. I like the railway really cat really song, really actually. <laughs> the, the, ra-
1: the railway cat was one of the few times in the movie when I'm like, hey, I'm enjoying myself again. <laughs> Didn't it feel like a, a little delusion? Uh huh. Like you're under the influence a, a little, little bit. Was bit. Little that the
0: whole movie? Pretty much, well, especially no, it's the part with like like you're on because it's so boring,
1: yeah. Taylor Swift comes really? in and pours sleepy potion all over everybody, and
0: including the audience. It's terrible. Time for honorable mentions. Yes. Ooh. Honorable mentions for me. The this dead, is the worst. Honorable mention the worst. worst. The dead don't die. Started off with a really fun zombie concept. Bill Murray, Adam Driver as two cops trying to stop a zombie infestation. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Could be cool. Awful. Hmm. Really way too meta. I hated it. Ma, I'm sorry. It's you didn't bad. Like Ma? I hated it. That's so a horror much. movie, right? Yeah, with Octavia Spencer. Yeah, probably getting her Oscar taken away as well. Uh, *Brightburn*. I was just really apathetic toward this one. Had to mm. round up my top, or that was in your least ten. anticipated. Well, yes. yeah, you had a chip for that one anyway. *Captain Marvel*. Oh wow. I just thought it was super dull. Like, yeah. did you guys remember it came out this this last year or 1989? Who knows? <laughs> and *Charlie's Angels* to round out that top. Wow. Top five there. Okay. Uh, my list is longer, so I'll go fast. Uh, and it's from
1: all over the, the years, so just deal with it. Uh, I'm, gonna <laughs> say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, Smallfoot. If you guys remember that one, terrible animation. Was that 2019? Uh, 2018. Uh, Dark Phoenix. That was 2019. Pompoco, Cats. Mash from 1970. Troll from 1986. Practical Magic from 1998. The Woods from 2006. Apparently, I didn't like any of the Witch movies. watched. No. Aladdin from 2019. And Sorry, Wrong Number from
0: 1948. Cats. Is in your honorable mentions. It is. I thought I stole your number. Basically, do you know why
1: I put in my honorable mentions? Because I went back and watched clips from the musical, and the musical is okay. It's not as bad as the movie. And I figured you know, out we're talking why. about the film, though. I know, but that thing is like the movie. Like it kind of softened my feelings towards the movie because I was like, you know what, the Broadway production looks like it might be okay. But I figured out what it was too, Kent. It was those stupid tales, those stupid CGI tales yeah, that had a, a mind of their own. It's like they're doing they're, they're distracting from what's going on in the movie. It's like their tails moving unnaturally. You're like, wait, wh- I don't like the screen stuff. What's happening right now?
0: I don't understand. So wouldn't that make the movie worse? Like if you're like you appreciate the film or, or the play. And then you're like
1: basically watching the clips of the play soften my overall feelings towards cats. But it, it would make my top 10 worst. Okay. But just not. But then if that's honorable mentions, what's the number one? Yeah. My number one is one we've talked about on this show before. It's Bewitched 2005. Oh, geez. My top three were all stupid witch movies that we had to watch for that stupid episode. I'm so- it was
0: a great episode. It was a good episode, but it, we had to watch these movie. movies. That's really it, a terrible movie. It,
1: but Bewitched was directed by Nora Ephron, who did Sleepless in Seattle. You've Got Mail. Mixed Nuts, which is a terrible movie, but yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, we talked about this on The Witch Show, but Not just so you me. know, this plot synopsis is they're making a movie about actors playing in Bewitched but then real Bewitched starts happening but then it's not real because it's not the same it's plausible it's terrible this stars Will Ferrell and Nicole Kidman doing a very weird Marilyn Monroe type breathy voice the entire time this is how she talks the whole time it was
0: them trying to force chemistry is the thing I remember as being oh, so, so terrible in that none. movie oh and they had none I mean none this is it worse was like than Holmes and Watson and you can yes see it. okay yes because
1: Holmes and wow. Watson I don't know I expected it to be dumb I don't know what I expected. That actually this gives one. me hope for Holmes and Watson. It, it, like I said, wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Not good, but still bad. But this one had like, I mean, it had an ensemble cast like Michael Caine, Jason Schwartzman, Kristen Chenoweth, uh, Stephen Colbert's in this, David Alan Greer, Steve Carell. But I watched this movie, and I just kept trying to figure out what, who, who greenlit this this idea where it's not the movie but it is the movie but it's about the tv show about the movie like it, the way they they put it together it's so confusing to right. the point where you're like wait is this really happening there's a whole sequence at the end spoiler alert for bewitched <laughs> there's a scene at the end when daryl played Will yeah he has this hallucination of uncle arthur from the tv show played mm-hmm. by steve carell but then uncle arthur helps him get to where he needs to go and like helps him and i'm like wait so is uncle arthur real from the tv show or is he not Movie never cares. This feels really clever, actually. No.
0: (laughs) How dare you? In fact,
1: this bombed at the, like, this did not do well at the box office. Uh, I mean, it almost made its money. It almost made a profit, but I wanted to point out that it only got, like, I looked on IMDb, or excuse me, Wikipedia, the source of all knowledge and truth. And two Australian critics, Margaret Pomeranz and David Stratton, were the only ones to give the film a positive review on Wikipedia. Like, okay. They pulled it out. Obviously, Australian bias because of Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. And this earned Will Ferrell and Nicole Kidman a golden raspberry for worst screen couple, which they deserved. The they film did. was also nominated for worst director, worst actor, worst screenplay, worst Remaker sequel. I cannot say how much I hated this movie. You wow. have,
0: you have actually. But I, I don't, I yeah. don't think
1: anyone should see this movie. I think this should be forgotten that it was ever made. Go back and watch the TV series. And it has. So
0: much better. My goodness, Joel. I've never heard such venom spew from your I didn't your bring mouth. up venom this year. I saw that last year. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Kent, what's your number one worst hated the movie? The worst movie of 2019. My most hated movie is The Lion King. What? Whoa. After the murder of his father, a young lion prince flees his kingdom only to learn the true meaning of responsibility and bravery. Wait, Kent, I thought it was something when you put a lad in your honorable mentions, Joel. Yeah. Now we've got a lion king. Are you saying. Wait, are
1: you saying the animated. Lion King or the animated Lion King? The animated Lion King. The one, the, the, the animated one that's up for a, an animated <laughs> Oscar, or the one that was that won the animated uh, Oscar? Actually, well, when we made it, it was uh, fully live action. <laughs> that's so Probably, ridiculous. they kept saying like it's a live action remake, and then it gets nominated for a best animated
0: feature. This movie starts out, and Wars. you 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 feel like you're watching Planet Earth. You see a little little mouse crawl up, and you're like, "Wow, this looks amazing." We finally get to see Pride Rock in real life. Why do we need this movie? It doesn't matter. It looks so great. And then it is literally The Lion King, but with less life. Like, this goes for realism, loses all creativity. I honestly, I feel like this is lost in pop culture already. Like, no one's talking about The Lion King. Yeah. Did it make over a billion dollars? Absolutely. The color and energy throughout this movie is muted. The songs are muted. Be prepared. They became, cut completely, didn't they? It became a monologue. Wow. Oh. A spoken monologue, and I will never forgive this movie for it. <laughs> and The Strength of Lion King, the, the 1994 masterpiece, was never the story. The story's good, but it's also kind of Hamlet. It is the how it feels, looks, and sounds. Yeah, Everything together, it's a magical experience. And they try to replicate it, and it felt... Like a lifeless husk.
1: But Disney doesn't care.
0: They made, they, their care. Money. they made their money. They made their money. They're going to keep churning these things out. Yeah. These pale remakes. And granted, it seems like we're getting something new with Mulan. Like they're trying to do a different take on the story. That looks actually okay. That yeah. looks good. Yeah. That's the first one I've seen where I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. Right. Yeah. And, and I have complained when they, I'm like, why didn't they just follow the story? They have a good thing. But Lion King shows that that is a huge mistake. When it's a shot for shot Gus Van Sant remake? Exactly. Oh, man, I hated this. Uh, clearly, I hated this movie so much. Oh, that's funny. But do you know who didn't? Kathy M again? Sajita M. Your mom. I excellent with the character of Scar. Scar is a great companion character to make story become interest to support the Ritter. Oh, my gosh. He make the story had conflict. Oh, well, he did. Scar had cunning, tattler, and bad behavior. The behavior of Scar make the story to be colorful. By the way, I believe that Disney is kind of infiltrating Rotten Tomatoes because that is one of ten reviews that had the exact same verbiage. Oh wow! Ten audience reviews with you, that exact if they same infiltrated, Wouldn't they try to do it a little better than that? You'd hope so, but so, spammers. So, character number you can one is the lifeless king. The lifeless king, oh, indeed. Oh, burn! That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I just wonder how long it will take them to redo everything in animation that they have made now in live action. Can take a while. I hate it. Yeah. You guys haven't seen it yet, have you? No, my no. kids, I, I, my poor kids. I, so I, I've seen clips. We got Disney yeah. Plus uh, for Christmas,
1: actually, mm-hmm. and we got Disney Plus and. My kids were talking about the other day. We we're looking at Pete's movie. They're like, oh, is the live action Lion King on there? I'm like, nope, not out yet. <laughs>
0: it's rated R. <laughs> you can't watch it. Nope. Not without, no, can't do it. Sorry, I kids. got it for free with Verizon. If you guys want to log in. No, we're good. Know. We're good. Mm. Don't tell my kids that. Okay. So it's time to move on. We're going to switch from the worst to the best. And we're going to positivity. Move. Let's yeah. get happy. And like Bacon Sale goes, we're going to go a little faster through the good points. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's rush through the good stuff. It's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right, I'll go number five because I'm just gonna tick off Kent uh, because it's from 2019, which is good. Can I guess? It's a DC movie, huh? Which is good. Why would that make me mad?
0: Because it's Shazam. Oh, it doesn't make me mad. Yeah, why make him mad? I like Shazam. He liked it. Yeah, I don't love it. I like it though. Made my top five. Yeah. Well, why do you think I'm? Is it because, because it's the new flavor? Because the it new funny flavor is, was It was really 2019 because it feels so much longer <laughs> yeah. ago. Yeah. But it, it's
1: it's trendy. Like your People like comment. it. It's yeah. memed. It's, you know, that whole thing where they, they're flossing and things like that. I know that drives you nuts. Yeah. And other DC movies came out this year, right? No, that was the only one. Joker. No. Oh, Joker. Yeah. Oh, oh Aquaman Bird. was last year. Yeah, count? Aquaman was last year. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Shazam was one where I actually was was <laughs> was impressed with it the first time I saw it. But the reason it made my list is because I've watched it a few times since then. Oh, it really? It get better. It's still enjoyable. I've seen, it, I've seen it twice now. Yeah. I liked it both times. I still enjoy it. Oh, by the way, Shazam uh, synopsis. A newly fostered young boy in search of his mother instead finds unexpected superpowers and soon gains a powerful enemy. Directed by David F. Sandberg, who did Lights Out and Annabelle Creation. Yeah. And I'm weird. like, ah, that kind of seems weird. But uh, starring Asher Angel as Billy Batson and Zachary Levi as an older Billy Batson, Mark Strong as a villain. This came out in April. It does feel like longer. I'm not going to say, and this, this is the part where I'm going to take off Kent. Because I'm not going to say that Shazam is the best DC movie ever, but I am going to say this is the most enjoyable DC movie I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Because, would, I, and I say enjoyable, not like best, like
0: quality, but just. Joe, you keep setting this up and letting me down because you haven't made Kent upset yet. No, you, you haven't. Would you say this is a good entry point for like if you were a child or having your kids watch a DC movie, would this be good? Or is it too much horror? Oh, it's in it's it it? intense. Like I would definitely say. But the fact that it has elements of big, up, for yeah. example. It's,
1: it's It's a superhero version of big. Right. And I think it's every kid's fantasy, honestly, to suddenly turn into a grown-up superhero. Yeah. And who doesn't love Zachary Levi? He's Lightning from my hands. Lightning from my hands. Lightning from my hands. But the, the sad thing is, is actually this is the lowest grossing film of the DC extended universe. Yeah. Uh, it was still a box office success. Still did well, but it's the lowest grossing. I, I don't understand, honestly. Is there a sequel talk? Yes. I don't understand how Aquaman made more money than this. Because Aquaman was that's a all, far Aquaman inferior plays
0: to international audiences yeah. and it's a big budget spectacle. It, exactly. I have it's an idea though. Spectacle, it's branding and it's Zachary marketing. Levi. Although we love him, we love him. This thing yeah. was low budget. He's this not a star. Low budget. Yeah. What? He's probably a star ish now. No, still he he doesn't <gasps> carry that that kind of weight. I love Zachary Levi. Yeah, so do I. Um, but and I he has have a an sequel, idea. Sequel coming in two I'm years. I want to pitch meeting. Pitch
1: meeting. You guys ready for my pitch meeting? Can we do this now? A show. Aquaman made a billion dollars. Yeah. Right. Joker made a billion dollars. Joker versus Aquaman. Whoa, next whoa, movie. whoa,
0: whoa! The Two billion dollars. <laughs> Joker didn't really make that much, did it? Made a billion. Yeah, you're kidding. It's the highest grossing R-rated movie? It made a billion dollars. It made a billion Fifty-five dollars. million dollar budget. That's insane. Is that crazy. That's insane. Yeah. I had no idea. Save it made for our Joker show. Money. Are you? <laughs> actually, I feel like you're still lying to me. No, no, it's for true. real. Oh my! Gosh. And I saw it. Actually,
1: really enjoyed it. But I think that'd be great. My of characters. Wouldn't you love that? Seeing Walking Phoenix going up against uh shoot just blanked on his name jason momoa, jason momoa. Well, they're gonna
0: do a sequel no. now for sure <laughs> Kit, pummel him. Kit, you're gonna be so mad there's no way a sequel won't happen i know please don't make know, the sequel weird. uh yeah. by the
1: way this was this was uh, okay so jump back to shazam uh a sequel is set <laughs> for april dollars. 1st
0: 2022 uh, uh and well, so actually his villain is getting the movie before him just right oh, black adam that's right black adam starring dwayne the rock johnson yes and then two months later i believe shazam 2 yeah so they're even though it didn't make a ton of money, they're thankfully putting a lot of stock into something that really did work. And I think this is a good vehicle for younger kids who may not want
1: the, want the darker version of Superman or Batman and things like that. Right. Uh, Henry Cavill was supposed to make an appearance in this movie, by the way, but he couldn't get his scheduling worked out. Well, let's. Dang be it, Henry Cavill, get your scheduling act together. You ruined Justice League because of it, and then you ruined this movie. When didn't ruin this movie. It's actually a good movie. But he ruined Justice League. His He's mustache not, did. His name's not Joss Whedon. His mustache ruined it. hmm That was the opening shot, man. mm uh, There you go. So Shazam, my number five. Sorry, we're going fast,
0: right, Jacob? That's right. My number five is not a joke, but I put it here because sometimes when I put these lists together, and I'm not going to go fast, I can't. You know I can't. <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes I need to put the, the movies that just... I'll go fast, Jacob. He can go slow. I get so okay. happy about, and they're not Oscar winners. What on earth are you talking about? My number five... Godzilla. ...is Crawl. Kroll? Kroll. 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 A young woman with the glaive. 19, 1983. While attempting something? to save her father during a Category 5 hurricane. Oh, that one! Finds herself <laughs> trapped in a flooding house and must fight for her life against alligators. This has got What's Her Bucket from. uh Yeah, from, from Maze, Runner, uh, Maze Runner. That's right. And Barry Pepper. Directed by uh, Alexandra Aha from, and he directed High Tension and Mirrors. Kent, I love you. Your choices are weird. It's so weird. <laughs> what on earth? I Crawl? saw this movie. I so I didn't. I didn't review this uh, for a, like a screening or anything like that. I went and just saw it one night, mm-hmm. and it was perfect. It was like raining outside, mm-hmm. and this whole movie is a, taking place during a hurricane. Is this actually a good movie, or is this? I like watched the a trailer. DLC this is beautiful trash. Because this is straight up. I don't know what that means. Trash B movie. You know what trash means. Like trash. It's a B monster movie. Guilty, guilty pleasure. It is a creature feature. Like it's what, a B movie. And you can't expect anything good, but man It's just it's a bunch I of was, alligators trying to eat a girl. Exactly. I was smiling the entire time. I am time. shocked because of the alligators trying to eat a girl. Well <laughs> that's what makes you smile. <laughs> there were other things, but that is the plot of Joel, the movie. Make it noted somewhere that we now know what makes Kent smile. Yes.
1: <laughs> we got crying dad dad stuff in movies yeah. makes him cry uh-huh. and uh, alligators and eating girls you, makes
0: him smile. <laughs> <laughs> Just smile, though. So I do love this movie, ironically. I also love it unironically. Like, I can't I was,
1: believe this made your top five. I was
0: totally into it. The oh, plot so is bonkers. It's super simple. But the the pacing, the tension, it's pitch perfect. I cannot wait to show this to the children. Yeah. So watch this movie on a rainy night because mm-hmm. it really will give like the element... Uh, what you see is what you get. It's like hurricanes, flooding. There's fast moving alligators, and that's it. Much better it, than the slow moving alligators, feels, right I know those are the worst. It feels like a roller coaster, like the, the of rush love? of a roller slow coaster. Slow moving alligators on a roller coaster. <laughs> oh my goodness! Was my band's name in college? <laughs> and it is cheesy beyond belief, but like cheese is always good. Add more cheese, and it's always blue be cheese. Fun. Isn't good, but, but that's that's moldy. Yeah, this is like fresh yeah, cheese. It is good. Hmm. Well, okay. Save it for our cheese show. Save it for the cheese tearing oh show. We, have we should do a show? cheese tearing show. I want a I cheese feel show. I'm sick. I not cheese. cheese. like the pumpkin spice one. Yes. Do you do guys do you like, you like sharp cheddar? cheddar stuff like that? You guys like sharp on cheese? Some, uh, on extra, extra. <laughs> what are we talking extra about? Sharp. White, extra sharp. We're going fast. Okay, so the audience review I have on this one is from Mandy P, <laughs> and she says, "I really want that show. I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh dear! A total of seven characters and some alligators. Very boring." I was like one star. It would have been eight characters. Yeah, eight characters. What (laughs) was have name? Two stars. Mandy P. Well, at least Mandy knows what she's talking about. This movie's awesome. (laughs) And it's it's stupid, but it's awesome. I'm shocked. I know. My number four is Joker. (laughs) From crawl to Joker. They should do a crossover of *Crawl* and *Joker*. Oh man, see, I think the alligators would run away from Joker because Joaquin Phoenix in this role. Mm-hmm. So in Gotham City, mentally troubled comedian Arthur Fleck is disregarded and mistreated by society. He then embarks on a downward spiral of revolution and bloody crime. This path brings him face to face with his alter ego, the Joker.
1: No, I did see this one very, very recently. It was in two thousand twenty, it was in twenty twenty, so it can't go on my list. But you, uh, I, I actually think this is a good pick. Because this movie surprised me of how well
0: made it was. I've been really curious as to what you think. What well, who's the production company? Uh, this this is Warner Brothers. Or studio DC, or whatever. Directed were. by Todd Phillips. Who did The Hangover. Well, I guess and it has to be Warner Brothers. Yeah, because they own DC. Yeah. yeah. And I was really curious as to what you think, Joel, because it's grim. And it's it makes you grim. feel grimy.
1: Yeah, it's kind of this dirty city, grimy
0: era of New York, you right. it's Gotham kind and, of thing. And, you know, is it grimy or is it like heavy? and light? No, just grimy. Grimy. Because there's a lot of implied violence in this movie. Yes.
1: That's what I was going to say. Is A lot of the violence is... Well, they they do show some things on screen, but most of it is kind of just this dread that something is going to happen rather than stuff actually happening. Mm. So I talked about fast-moving
0: alligators... This feels like a slow motion shark attack. <laughs> this is like that scene in Jaws three when Jaws is coming towards the with underwater facility, the bad three D. And you know Jaws is coming. When I was eight, I was terrified of that. Well, he's coming scene. right towards you. So this feels like that because Juan, Joaquin Phoenix is so unhinged in this role, or I guess his character Arthur Fleck is is so unhinged. Yeah. You fear him. Tomato, tomato as a person yeah exactly (laughs) but it it feels like you know something's gonna go wrong Mm -hmm. and you're just waiting for it to happen one thing i really enjoyed
1: about this too kent is that the the joker is an unreliable narrator Mm -hmm. so there are parts of this movie you don't know well he doesn't narrate but like he it's kind of his story and his point of view and he has some fantasy sequences but they're not really distinguished from reality so by the end you start wondering wait did that really happen did that really happen oh my gosh like what it's it's what makes the movie stand out because then you can debate about it and no one's giving definitive answers so you can have these endless debates about did this person die did they not die did this really happen or did it not happen you know
0: I love this movie but Brandon did not love this movie he gave oh, it a half it star did. what did Brandon say it was so bad he sucks at acting he makes himself suck so bad <laughs> no punctuation man he's a poet yeah <laughs> he's really good he should have written the script Brandon yeah. the poet. and this is a slow burn movie it's not crazy until the last 20 minutes and then it's absolutely insane mm-hmm. but wow this good this pick. is a game changer good pick and clearly making a billion dollars it will change a lot of what warner brothers will do with these kind of i movies. can't wait till you hate this franchise because of how many they've made please don't make a sequel please don't it'll happen joker 3d oh <laughs> actually if he <you> walks slowly <laughs> towards, <laughs> towards the an underwater facility yeah yeah Joseph?
1: My number four. Actually, Ken, we're going kind of a mirror image here. It's kind of nice because mine is about uh, madness as well. (laughs) Okay. And I want to ask you guys a question. Ready. Have you guys ever woken up from a dream and thought it really happened even after you've uh, woken up? Yeah. Like you have that feeling of like, oh man, that happened and it takes you a while to shake that off. Sure. It's like
0: the end of every Bacon Cell episode.
1: (laughs) Now imagine not being able to shake it off. Okay. That's my pick. It's actually the oldest movie I have in my top five. It's from 2011 and it's Take
0: Shelter. Oh, yeah. I remember you telling me about this. I remember this. Yeah. Michael
1: Shannon, right? Michael Shannon. So this is, uh, the synopsis is plagued by a series of ap- apocalyptic visions. A young husband and father questions wh- whether to shelter his family from a coming storm or from himself, uh, directed by Jeff Nichols. And this, like I said, came out in 2011. This, it didn't do well at the box office. This is definitely a sleeper hit. Yeah. But this one, it preys on one of my biggest fears of not knowing the difference between re- what's real and what's not because he keeps having these horrific dreams about an apocalyptic apocalyptic storm coming his way. And whenever he wakes up, he kind of acts differently around a person that was in the dream and kind of shuts them out. And he keeps being obsessive over building this shelter to protect his family. But nothing is happening in real life. So he's like a modern day Noah? That's what... It it goes for that for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like kind of this angle of like, it could be a prophetic vision. Or like
0: 10 Cloverfield Lane? Uh,
1: Kind of, but not as like you're you're in his head more than the other people's head interesting okay. so you start questioning what's real and what's not and it the ending i'm not going to give it away it left me scratching my head a bit but it was one of those endings once again where it was not explicitly stated so people have these forums out there discussing what could happen and what didn't happen and i finally found an interpretation that resonated with me and made me like the movie enough to put it on my number four because i got to the end and i was like what
0: and, and it I stayed with
1: you, I remember. Because you talked about this for a couple days. I haven't stopped thinking about it. Huh. Every you time. you haven't... haven't seen this, apparently. Ken. I haven't. No, and I, I haven't stopped thinking about the movie, this movie since I saw it. Because every now and then, something will come up, and I'll just remember this movie and think about it. Which is why I had to make my top. Because I really... Cool. I, okay. It's, it's a slow movie. And it's a very kind of calm drama for the longest time. And Michael Shannon, you cannot take your eyes off him because he's just... He, you don't, he does this really good job of being sympathetic where you'd yeah. be like, he he could be telling the truth or he could be completely crazy. I don't know. So, Michael yeah. Shannon. Not a fan nutshell. of the person, but like his characters. He does a good job. Back yes. So yeah, Take Shelter. If you haven't heard of it, look it up. Uh, it is rated R, so if it's on ClearPlay DVD and Angel if that's your thing. Uh, but overall, very little to edit out. I think it's mostly language. and okay. uh, But very well done. So cool. Take Shelter. Bouncing back to my number three. This one actually was Kent's fourth best from last season's premiere it's eighth grade oh so good oh, oh you waited until this year to see it i did i saw it earlier okay. this year mm-hmm. uh which here's the thing i i know i saw it i'm pretty sure i saw it on the angel but i couldn't find it there anymore because this is rated r for uh, language and other situations but this is one synopsis an introverted teenage girl start, tries to survive the last week of, a, of her disastrous eighth grade year by before leaving to start high school and this is directed by bo burnham it's his first movie he's ever directed because he's a stand-up comic way to like, go bo i've seen his work uh, a lot of it is not family friendly but uh, he has some really funny bits. And so I was like, okay, he's funny. But then he can actually direct a movie. I did not know that. And if I could describe this w- movie in one word, it would be genuine. Not like, Gucci. 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 they it, will start with G. But because it could have been this kind of like raunchy teen comedy type thing where these impossible situations have up of, oh man, the biggest party ever, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Instead, it's just this girl trying to survive eighth grade. and And, and you relate to her. Well, truth be told, 8th grade was actually really rough for me. It was probably my worst year of schooling. Hold on. And so th- I related to King a lot Joey of Joey those- <laughs> had a rough year in school. I was Joe by then. Okay. But it was I was going to say I related to many parts of this movie and mm-hmm. it was kind of weird how I was able to do that even as, you know, a grown man relating to this yeah. character of this 8th grade girl. Exactly. But she does a great job of being so vulnerable and awkward and yet just adorable. I just want to give Elsie Fisher a hug. And then her dad, once again, I love... great. I love... Josh Hamilton? Josh Hamilton, yeah. Yeah. Uh, He was refreshingly sincere. Like, he wasn't this cardboard cutout type dad. So, yeah. I I really enjoyed this one. Uh, One of the things I wanted to point out is that Burnham cast Fisher because he said, quote, she was the only one who came to the audition and felt like a shy kid pretending to be confident. Everyone else felt like a confident kid pretending to be shy. Oh, wow. And that's why I think Elsie Fisher... I hope she does more and goes on to great things. Because she's really good in this. And if you haven't seen 8th Grade, well worth the watch. Absolutely
0: see it. One of the best of the decade. Yeah. Decade. Yes. Wow. Comedies. Kent. Your turn. My number three is Parasite. Your number three? Seriously, this again? Parasite? Parasite. You're number three. I and Parasite. I was, Parasite. I was this is guessing this going to sure? be your number
1: one based on how you've talked about it. It's and my, the poster on your wall. And the costume you're wearing now. And the fact you you renamed one of your children Parasite. <laughs> Parasite. <laughs> too, it's, it's, I really thought that was too far. It's Parasite. Like yes. It's, it's yeah.
0: My number three. You could just put them in a big casserole, and they're all great to me. My top three. Okay. So. An unemployed, poor family take peculiar interest in the wealthy and glamorous Park family as they ingratiate themselves into their lives and get entangled in an unexpected incident. Directed by Bong Joon-ho, who did Snowpiercer and The Host. I do like uh, I like Snowpiercer. You don't like, I the, host don't very like much. the Host I like, I like The Host. A, I like both of those. I like, a, I like Creature Features. And is a Korean director. Yeah, South Korean, not North Korean. Because they make their own movies. They probably do. Yeah. Like North Korean
1: rip-offs. Yeah. This we is, don't do crawl. We do Fast Moving Elegant. Why are they... <laughs>
0: Why <laughs> are they Russian? Yeah, Russian. Why are they Russian? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Co- can, you, can you talk about fast-moving alligators on roller coasters? Fast-moving alligators on roller coasters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what crazy. Uh, my my North Korean accent is terrible. Yeah, this movie is brilliant. I don't want to speak for you, Joel. Please do. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't stop I, I now. know sometimes you'll have movie parties where you'll recommend a movie that people may not have seen. Mm-hmm. This is a new one for you. You haven't seen it yet. I'm looking at it. And yet there there is some and very little inappropriate stuff here. It's a soft R? It's a soft R. But there's some violence, but there's also some gratuitous stuff just spliced in there. Easily editable. Very. Okay. This movie starts as something like it's two tonally different movies. And, And as I said, it's a poor family, basically like... Is there a poor boy from a poor family? Yes. Wow, the Metacritic score is really good, ninety-six. Yeah, I mean, 100. you just have to take my word for it. It's number three. That's out, that's out of forty-eight reviews. Is that got a ninety-six out of, of hundred? Hmm. So they they find this family, and each one of these poor family members infiltrate the family and take different jobs. And this rich family has no idea that this is a family now being their their service, their their staff, essentially. Hmm. And so it just becomes a story where you're just like, man, you guys are grimy. But then halfway through the movie, something happens that changes everything. And it goes from a a great, a very well-written uh, study on class differences mm-hmm. and becomes a thriller. But not a horror movie, just something. And it's very small actions, but it's something that you cannot look away from. Hmm. It, this is so beautifully filmed. Uh, and it, thematically, I could go on for about 30 minutes about how... Bong Joon-ho, like he rises the camera as you go to the rich part. It's almost like it shows like the rich house mm-hmm. and then it shows the poor house. And it almost seems like they're on top of each other. Like Downton Abbey. A little bit. Because like the camera pans down or looks down on the poor people. Mm-hmm. And then it will, the camera will be from a lower angle to the rich people. Hmm. It's brilliant. Want to say more, but I'm not going to. Can yep. I read? Can I read you some of the parent's guide quotes here? Uh, of course, because that's my favorite Keep thing. Keep it family friendly. A man and a woman are seen making the preliminaries on a sofa.
1: <laughs> what does that even mean? I know.
0: <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's funny. That's what we call it in North Korea. Listen, <laughs> there, <laughs> is some, there is also some flirting between a married couple. <laughs> Ooh. How, many, how many people found that interesting? Uh, you yeah, say? No, this part doesn't do that. <laughs> So Bong Joon-ho, he's never been all that subtle about his filmmaking because he's made like snow piercers about class differences mm-hmm. and it's in your face. This one, even though it's actually about that, it feels so earned. And just like I said, the way it's filmed, the crispness of the story, it's just over two hours, maybe two hours, 10 minutes. This, it's a Christmas story. This should be seen. It's a Christmas story. Isn't that what you said? Crisp, crisp. Ness. Ah, it's Christmas. I love it's got a Christmas. Christmas it. stories. I will yeah. watch them. Yes, this is a Christmas story. Watch, watch this with your family yeah. at Christmas. So, watch I, Parasite. I, <laughs> yeah. Okay. But okay. definitely, uh, this is a wholehearted rec- recommendation. Uh, except for Oliesa A says, "My husband described it best: slow stubbing of a big toe. One star. She hated it. How do you slow stub your toe? <laughs> you know, it's not a fast-moving she alligator, but a slow how stubbing, how stubbing <laughs> works. of a big toe. Okay." My number you mean two, pressing, no yes. stubbing. <laughs> I, I got to read what they say. Uh, My number two is How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World. Wow. Yeah. That went all the way up to number two. Yeah. When it was such a mediocre movie. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I know you can't. I, help I couldn't help it. resist. It's like remember that positivity. Uh, so when Hiccup discovers Toothless isn't the only Night Fury, he must seek the Hidden World, a secret dragon utopia, before a hired tyrant named Grimmel finds it first. So when did this come out? This came out in February. Yeah, I was gonna say I've been hanging on to this one for a long time. It's been my favorite movie of the year for most of the year. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You've had a crush on this franchise since the beginning, though. Oh, well, actually, it took me a while to get into the first How to Train Your Dragon. But as soon as I saw two, I went back and revisited and each of these movies make me cry. Wow, I saw this one probably three times in the theater. Granted, it with kids and whatnot. Was it able to make you smile though? Was Cry? It, oh no! Smi- it's every emotion for me. This. this so there, there, were were of, there were alligators. There were alligators trained well, to they're dragons killing. Well, there are oh. dragons quickly chasing women. Okay, so the, okay. I'm glad. I'm glad we could get <laughs> Isn't some smiles. is that name of a the local band around here? <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine dragons chasing women. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay, okay. Now I get now I get the smiling. So. <laughs> This this is not as strong as How to Drain Your Dragon 2 for me. But what it does is it completes a trilogy in in the best way possible. It ages with the characters. It's mm-hmm. not like it just shows like... They did a good, really good job of that. I'll admit that. Yeah. And it completes this this theme of love. And I would like to do a whole thesis about this. But it's like the love of the hunt, love of a significant other, family, discovery, community. And love means something different for everyone. And sometimes in this movie, as it shows, love can hold you back. Like Hiccup trying to hold Toothless back From moving forward. And so by the end, it's such an emotional rise that it it gets me, got me every single time I watch this Hmm. movie. And it's beautiful. Like the animation for me. How many times have you seen this? Three times. Almost can't be beat. John Powell, who does the score, has done for every single one of these movies. But if it's not on Disney Plus, how am I going to (laughs) watch (laughs) it? Really? That's all you can watch now? Fair point. Yeah, Yeah, that's all you can watch. Yeah. But maybe Yoda's there, so. Yeah, I, and I never would have thought this would have been like this series would have been like near the top of my animated favorites. But as as I've said, like I feel like this is Hyperbole, one of my favorite trilogies of all time. Wow, probably top ten trilogies of all time. It, I think it's it, so it perfectly is hyperbole? told. It, it feels like that, but for me, that's true. Interesting.
1: Yes. Better. Wait. You're saying better than Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. One, two, three, four,
0: five, well, six. Well, only, they only made one of the Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, that's right. right. That's right. But Brayden C. gave it a half star. How he said, he? piece of trash, comma, villains should win and all dragons all die, comma. This is a better ending to your garbage saga. One and a half stars. Jeez, Braden. Well, that would have been pretty dark and, yeah. and daring. Kent. I think you would have been into that, actually. Ken. Yeah, I might <laughs> Yeah, That vision had actually come to life. Yeah.
1: Yeah. My number two, uh, it's Avengers Endgame. I was going to do some kind of teacher, but it's Avengers Endgame. Yeah, no <laughs> jokes on this one. No, because <laughs> wait, this is that, a that joke, was, right? A no. Well, here's the, here's the joke. You want to hear the real joke? Yeah. So this is Avengers Endgame is. <laughs> I thought he was going to say your list. <laughs> oh, <laughs> crawl. No, like, Avengers wow, Endgame is, is the highest grossing movie of all time. Not yeah. a just for inflation. Adjusted for inflation? Released eight times to it's do only so, but It's only number five. Yeah, yeah. the re release was kind of messy, but I think this movie deserves to be the have highest gross movie of right. all time because it had the culmination, the culmination of 20 it's the 23rd do, movie wait, do America. you like this one or infinity war more mm, i see them as one okay but the, okay this is the this is the joke part not the joke part but this is this is funny to me so this movie being the highest grossing movie of all time is still it cost less to make than avengers age of ultron Wow. Avengers: Age of Ultron was more expensive than Infinity or than Endgame, excuse me. How is that possible? I don't know. all those contracts and the Yeah. I th- I thought the same thing. I'm like, "You know how many people are in this movie alone and how much money that's going to cost?" But, I don't know, it was weird. So, yes, if you don't know what Avengers Endgame, I don't I don't know what you've been doing for the last little while cuz this was probably the biggest movie of the entire year. Oh, it was. Yeah. Which is why it's my number 2. Um, because I got to give it the respect it deserves. Like I mentioned in our action movie, I think it was number one in my action movie, uh, Decade Dance that we did. Mm-hmm. But this one I feel was a satisfying ending to the Infinity Saga. Like you see the, all the movies, and I kept doing it. I was like, man, Avengers, they did a great job of making these all these moving parts, all these different movies come together. Oh man, Civil War. They added even more characters and they were still able to get it to work. Man, Infinity War, they added a lot more people. Endgame, even more people, and yet they still kept the story cohesive so my I wanted to give props to the Russo brothers who uh, directed Yumi and Dupree Um.
0: (laughs) and they clearly haven't gone crazy honestly I want to give them props for that
1: yes like I think this was in their this was in their wheelhouse they weren't like Joss Whedon where they took on more than they could chew right because Age of Ultron but it's weird because the Russo brothers mostly did television yeah, like they were directing TV shows and then they decided to do this. And I think maybe that's why they did it well, because TV shows, you have a whole like uh, history of the show that comes with it. So every episode, you're just building on that history. And so I thought that was a good experience for them to be able to do this. So like I said, this is the culmination of, of 22 movies that came before it. I think they nailed it. I think they stuck. So the this landing. is like a lifetime achievement award. It is. But also, I really enjoyed it. Like I I laughed a lot more than I thought I was going to. I did get emotional a number of times and it just <laughs> this movie really worked for me and so i thoroughly enjoyed it i thought the action sequences were solid i thought the stakes were high enough i know you're not gonna agree with a lot of that kent no but the truth is I, I like how we're doing the themes now we both don't agree with our number twos yeah um but i feel like this and this was the movie i was hoping they were going to build to i'm
0: not as excited for the rest well it does like feels whatever like, comes after this it feels like proper closure it does right so this feels like to me, like considering the, the news we've heard of the new movies and the direction they're going to take a lot of it. Yeah. It, it honestly makes sense though, to like feel like suspicious of what's coming again now. Yeah. Because well, that's how it was in the beginning. You know, right. it was like, well, the Hulk, you know, that well, left Thor us, and Captain America were bland. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. It was like, oh, is this going to work? You know, but then it, 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 but with the X-Men coming in, who knows? Yeah. But it feels like we've completed the story and then they're going to start
1: stretching out more. And that's yes. whenever I get kind of like, eh, I don't know about this. So yeah. Number two, Avengers Endgame. Honorable mentions? Honorable mentions. I'll go first on these ones. Some of these are actually from 2019, guys. Uh, Marriage Story made my honorable mentions. Nice. Uh, Klaus, Jojo Rabbit, uh, those are all from 2019. The Book of Eli actually made my honorable mentions. I finally saw that one. Uh, Free Solo, The Crucible from 1996. That one Mitch one which one, one, one which No, I saw the play. I never saw the movie. Oh wow! Uh, that's so one which which movie made in here? Uh, the African Queen, back in 1951.
0: Really? Okay, that's a good. Uh, movie.
1: Spider-Man: Far From Home, 2019. Uh, a movie called High and Low. If you haven't seen High uh-huh. and Low, it's a 1963 never Japanese seen it. drama.
0: Did you say Japanese drama?
1: Yes, and it why is, did this happen? It is amazingly fascinating. Like I, I saw it on a Cinefix video. Oh, I'm always back.
0: watching Japanese dramas from 1963. I don't <laughs> so, know how I missed yeah, this. They're much
1: better than Godzilla movies from back then. Huh. Uh, Jacob, you'll be happy about this. Can't maybe you too? Rob yeah. Roy made honorable mentions. Really? I finally watched Rob Roy based on your recommendation. Oh, I finally liked it that much. Something. Huh? Is it because it had an effective villain and everything? Or yeah, is it just... Yeah, because he right. was... Uh, oh, Tim Roth. What's his name? Tim Roth, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Eli Roth. And I was like, that's not right. Yeah. Tim Roth was disgusting in that movie. Yeah, oh. And that made me Ugh. hate him. So then, you know, you're only strong as
0: your villain. I literally shudder at him because when I watched that as a kid, it was too effective. Yeah.
1: Uh, the Cat Returns and The Secret World of Arrietty made my list because I watched them for the first time this year. You like last
0: The year. Cat Returns that much? I did.
1: Uh, Green Book. The Cat Returns. Yeah, it's... Uh, and then finally, the first about. movie I watched this year... Alpha, made my honorable mentions. Yeah, Alpha. I oh, love good, Alpha. Good. Yeah,
0: so there you go. Can I'm it? surprised Far From Home didn't make it higher or into your top five. It, prob- it probably would be top 10.
1: In fact, if you want to see my top 10, you can go to theformer786.blogspot.com. Woo-hoo!
0: Nice plug. Where I occasionally update we do my that blog. at the end of the show, but
1: that is a... I want to throw it in yeah. here, though, because no one ever listens to the end of the show. What's what's the site again? The uh, Theformer786.blogspot.com. Holding on to that blog spot. It's I, it's I like your honorable mention list. But I've been doing. Thank you. I've been doing. Yeah. I've been doing these top ten lists on my blog since two thousand nine. I want to yeah. say. And so I have like this
0: whole history, and I'm like, I'll keep that up every now every year. That's the only time I ever update it. But yeah. There you go. My honorable mentions are The Irishman, Marriage Story, nineteen seventeen, Ford v Ferrari, John Wick three, Doctor Sleep, which is actually really good, and Shazam. I've seen it. Oh, she does that made your own mentions? Yeah. Oh, wow. Apparently, I hated it, though. I thought you did yeah, because it was... Yeah, it surprising me, Joel. I'm like, he liked it. I. Yeah. So, Why are you still
1: talking about this? He liked it. In my head, he hated yeah. it
0: because huh. it was fun. No, it was, I, <laughs> Hey, I think I've proven that I kind of have a heart sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> yeah, you do. Only when Season girls six. getting eaten by alligators. <laughs> <laughs> Not eaten, just chased. <laughs> Sorry, Season chased. six has,
1: has made you grow, Kent. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I've seen actually most of those, so wow, I'm kind of happy.
0: Yeah, 1917. Jake, have you seen this yet? No, but I want oh, it's, to out this week uh it's great yeah definitely watch that and dr sleep i'm very excited for you to watch yes oh but my number one did you get a screener for it yes but see in the theater like definitely see this in theater don't wait till video or anything my number one we're not going to agree but i okay really wait jacob do you want to make a prediction uh i'm just trying to think of another
1: parasite reference type thing i was convinced it was parasite And so now I'm confused. I don't even know what it's going to be. And you mentioned the Irishman. Yes. Oh, crap. It's so crap. Oh, crap. I think I know what it is. Is it Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Once
0: Upon a Time in Hollywood. No, I just talked to you. It feels like I'm going to a fancy steak dinner. And they're like, oh, have you watched all these crappy summer blockbusters? This came out in like June or July. And I'm like, yeah. And they've been really lackluster. This year was really awful for a long time. And then I saw this movie. All two hours and 40 minutes. And they said, do you want to dwell on it? Do you want to take some time in all the Tarantino-ness of this movie? Directed by Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. And I said, I'm not sure. And it took me an hour to really go, okay. And then I couldn't get enough. So let me give you the description. So you know that sounds funny. like a terrible meal. Do you know actually. what's funny about this, by
1: the way? So yeah. I just watched this a yeah, couple days ago. We've been talking ago, about it the past couple days. And huh? I came to Kent just be like, man... I didn't like it that much. Like I, I, I think two point five stars. This maybe. is what like, this is what
0: pushed him over. Joel. And that's that's I know he's doing this now just to spite me. <laughs> no, no. In fact, I thought he's not going to be happy. <laughs> all right, go ahead. A faded television actor and his stunt double strive to achieve fame and success in the film industry during the final years of Hollywood's golden age in nineteen sixty nine, Los Angeles. So Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. So Tarantino's whole filmography. Wait, wait, is it biopic at all, or is it just era? Mm, think think of it era, this way. Uh, You know those... With revisionist um,
1: history. Yes. Like they they take real people and some real situations and then kind of mix it up with a bunch of fiction.
0: Why did the Golden Age end exactly? It seems like Hollywood going. Because a lot of people say because of the Manson murders. Yes. Mm. So the film actually builds because we know what happens in reality. And then the friendship between the aging actor and the stuntman Mm -hmm. is kind of like a means to the end of that story. So these are two fictional characters. And that is the culmination of what we talked about. These are two
1: fictional characters surrounded by real real people played by other people. So like, yes, uh, like Sharon Tate, like Charles right. Manson, like Bruce Lee. I'm trying to think of all the people that are in
0: there, right. but Steve McQueen Tarantino, his, his whole filmography has been about how much movies have cultivated who he is. And he's, he's a nut job. Like, don't get me wrong, but every yeah. one of his movies have been references to other movies. Mm-hmm. And this one is like a reference to the history of film and him, his own movies. Because True. you can't remove the Tarantino from any one of his works now. And it, even, like, he'll try to subvert where, th- where you would expect him to go. Sometimes things get crazy until they kind of just end with that scene, and it's not as bloody as you may imagine. It's pretty bloody. That scene is. Oh. But there, there are other things that where he is just kind of guiding you and saying, yeah, you know who I am, and so just go along for the ride. I... I think the performances in this movie are great. They take their time to get there. I feel bad about... I feel bad that I came to you just unloading on how much I don't like this movie. And this was oh, no. your number one this pick. Is, this is meant to be a divisive movie. Like you said, uh, when we were talking, this you'd cut I like s- 40 minutes off this movie. I right? said an hour. An hour. <laughs> I see you can cut an hour out of this movie. I think you could probably cut 20 minutes off of it. But for me, I love director's cuts. And I like seeing Well, that's all. clearly what it is. That's I like what seeing, it sounds like. Yeah. I like seeing the meat. I like just seeing, hey, Tarantino... Just do your thing. Make a movie. Like, Irishman has three and a half hours. I indulged in that movie. So two and a half hours, more 40 like minutes. an epic kind of long history movie, But that's though. what this felt like to me. Like, I agreed. Brad Pitt driving through the old streets of L.A., listening to full songs in hour. his car. I was like, this is indulgent. But he loves this era so much. I'm willing to just soak into this world. And granted, halfway through, it does change everything when you kind of realize... Leonardo DiCaprio is struggling with being an aging actor. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's where it becomes a Tarantino movie because DiCaprio gets a job with a director who kind of saves his career, Mm -hmm. which is what Tarantino has done for many Hollywood has-beens. This movie is not one I'll watch a ton, but one that has stayed with me and actually took the top spot from How to Train Your Dragon. That which makes me sad. That is insane. Isn't that crazy? Your list
1: has kind of just blown my mind right It's a crazy list. Yeah. Um, but, and I'm not going to bash on it. Because I want I want to live in positivity let's, here. Let's bash on it a little No, but it's well, a divisive movie. Well, like, what, we, can what, we can agree what with that. What I came to Kent and said was that someone should have been on set telling Quentin Tarantino no. Just no, you can't really show. And this is this my review of it. Was yeah. that you can't show extended scenes from the fake movie within your movie like he literally showed like 15 minutes of a movie within the movie that had no real bearing on the story
0: that they couldn't have done in like two minutes well this is the and trouble no one's telling him no probably but as exactly. You know yeah. exactly i like directors more than i like actors like that is who i and i probably like actors more than directors right and so when an auteur can get a blank check and make their movie i'm like make it i'll watch the whole thing If this was longer, I said auteur. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he does have a vision, so I guess he could be considered in some ways an auteur. Like I said, this is a divisive movie. Right. I may have been the only one who loved it. Mm. According to, to Kayla S., who says, This movie was so bad, it ruined my family Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> she signed up to I am you're not alone Kayla <laughs> just to write that right review. That. What what day was that written? Does it have a date on it? <laughs> yeah. Is it it's Christmas day? In like August, which is weird. That is weird. She
1: knew it would ruin Christmas. now I, I do want to say that there were parts of this movie, once upon a time in Hollywood, Jacob. Mm-hmm. There were parts that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. As a whole? No, I wasn't a fan, but there were segments in there when I'm like, that oh, that, that is a movie right. I wanted. Yeah. And it's kind of true to form with Tarantino. Yes. He's known for parts of his movies. The whole movie, sometimes not as much. He meanders. Yes. Right. All right. My number one should not be a surprise because I've talked about it on the show. Probably too much. Jake, Can you guess what it is? Because I know. So I want. Remember, you have to pick from every movie ever made that I may have seen for the first time last year. Here's a hint. It came out in
0: 2018. It did. 2018. Yes. How do you
1: know? I know you so well. You've shocked me so much. I feel like I don't know you. Jacob, it's Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. Oh uh,
0: yeah, I, you know I was I was thinking Spider-Man. And I was like, no, that wasn't your honorable mentions.
1: This one was one where yeah. w- you know, I never give a 5-star review on my first viewing. Mm-hmm. And I re- Okay, so I remember going to Venom and then the post-credit sequence was like a scene from Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. And I watched it and I was like, is there something wrong with the projector? Like what is going on with this animation? And then I remember when my wife uh, and my daughters went to uh, I think it was a bridal shower or a baby shower and me and my boys went to go see Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse in theaters. And it was such a fun experience. Like it was right. a very positive. Everyone was enjoying it experience. And I was like, wow, that was a lot of fun. So I gave it a 4.5 out of 5 because I thought for showing. that's the okay. highest I can give for yeah. showing. Then I watched it a second time and I watched it a third time and I watched it a fourth time. Jeez. And I, I bought this movie because we have watched it so many times now and I love it. This is a five star movie for
0: me. There you go. This is this this bumped up after subsequent viewing. You said on. this was the best Spider-Man film. I, it's out. my new favorite it's because new you're favorite a fan film. of the Tom Holland ones for some reason. I do like the Tom Holland ones, and this one transcends that for you because this Even one is Spider Man kind of, too.
1: This is maybe it's the culmination thing because this is once again kind of a culmination of all those other Spider Man right, movies. Right? Because it's a reference, and you know they make these references everything in Spider Man and Spider Verses and things like that. If you, if you don't know, this is the story of uh, multiple, Miles Morales, Miles Morales becoming Spider Man in one universe, but there are other universes that exist.
0: How much longer are we waiting for this sequel?
1: Mm, April 8th, 2022. I just had it. Oh, it's a long time. Uh, but this really was like, this didn't crack ten, Ken's top five last year. It was in his honorable mentions. And but this was my number two pick for the best action movie during our decade dance. But the more I thought about it, I was like, this needs to be my number one. It's great. Uh, well, number one here of this one. Yeah. But so, yeah. Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse. And yep. this, this is one that I, I've said on the other show too. You can literally throw this on and almost anyone in the
0: room will enjoy it, whether they're yep. old or young. Spider-Man fans are not Spider-Man fans, this is but a fun like movie. But like you said, this made with Shazam. This made about the same numbers. This wasn't a very profitable this Spider-Man. Is the, Man I movie. believe
1: it's the lowest grossing Spider-Man film.
0: Is it the animation yeah. that drives people away because Spider-Man is a profitable character? Well, it,
1: it's just a different approach. It could be because it's it's not one in sequence. It's not related to the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe. Mm-hmm. It kind of came it's on a its one-off. own. But the animation is what makes it great. Yes, like it's it's a it's a very good story. But the way it's told is so well done. It's like hearing a wonderful story told by someone with a beautiful voice. Right. It's, it's just yeah, like, I totally agree with that. Because you can have a, a good story, but if the person botches the reading, then it's not going to be great. But yeah. they did such a good job with this. I hope there's good sequels because they're going to make them. I would like this one just to be a standalone, but with there's so many opportunities. Phil Lord and Chris Miller, I think, it, I think there will be. And they, I, I, I do enjoy them, although Cloddy of the Chance of Meatballs 2 is kind of awful. Oh, no. So that's, oh, my, no. that's my kind of worry. They didn't direct that one, though. Did they step away from that one? I don't know. Let's say yes. Okay. Let's say
0: yes. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> so there you go. There are our top five and our bottom five. So, so Jake, you talked about uh, Catching Love and Pitching Faith. Yeah, yeah. Is that the worst? Do you, do, they, you, do they you stepped have a away.
1: They stepped away. It's, it was Cody Cameron that directed Cloudy the Chance of Meatballs Okay, few, few.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, pitching Love, Catching Faith. Was that uh, the worst movie? It's not just. It's the worst movie I saw in 2019. It's the worst movie I saw in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> it was that so long you, of a movie. You How long was this movie? <laughs> movie? It's the worst movie I've probably ever seen. Really? Wait, more
1: than Boo to a Medea or Boo a Medea Halloween? That would be like eating
0: ice cream after this, Joel. <gasps> <football>. <gasps> That's a horrific thought. Go watch it. No, not after that so, th- endorsement. Pitchy Love have- Catching Faith is is a horrific play on an imitation of humanity <laughs> that should be endured by no living human being.
1: And you did a full Some review of this on Patreon. I did on our Patreon page; it's there, did, so you yeah. can go see that. If you're a patron, you can go check out his uh, glowing review. Yep, it's there. <laughs> and then, best Jacob, do you have any, yeah, you have any, a favorite? any favorite from this Ooh, last year? 2019 favorite. We've talked about a lot of them, but
0: you know, I don't know if there's a specific single movie. There's a couple movies that uh, you guys didn't give much love to that uh, that I really enjoyed this year. First, Cats. first was Cat- no, no. no <laughs> you almost Cats. did say it though. Uh, no, the the trailer. I couldn't even finish the trailer for that. I was like. Egh. Um, well, I can't. I, we talked. We watched Alita earlier in this year, yeah. and I yeah. ended up liking that better than I thought I would. Right. And it, it actually stayed with me a little bit, which surprised me because it was so goofy. i never And I it. encouraged just uh, watch it. I'm never yeah, watching. Yeah, it. oh, it's totally worth watching. I'm never watching it. Really? Why? The you growth. wait. That you'll never watch I'm it. I'm never
1: watching that show because the stupid robot battle. <laughs> that we had, <laughs> had to get over itself. that
0: stubbornness <laughs> season six well, i is pretty good also john wick three yeah. came out this year and that was for uh, what it is it's super for fun. what it is yeah you know? and and honestly the fact that that's going to continue for some reason amuses me right and it shouldn't but it does amuse me so i'm like okay i guess i'm still in so it seems like there's no A movies for you this year. I don't think there was. Would you call it a Would you call and it a weak year? All I would have to do is look at your lists to know that that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually by the end of the year, and, uh-huh. I, and I haven't seen a lot of these. I recommend you, you go to like Netflix has a ton of great movies. Netflix did really good this year. I mean, I, uh, I haven't gone to Irishman. I ha- I haven't done Once Upon a yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, Marriage Story as well. I haven't done uh, How to Train Your Dragon three. Yeah, I haven't done Marriage Story. You have done Crawl. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's some heavy hitters I'm missing there.
1: We want to thank you for listening to our top five and bottom five or bottom five and top five, however you want to phrase it. We want to know yours. What were your favorite and least favorite movies that you watched this year or that came out this year? It's yeah. up to you. No matter what we want to, want to follow. Joel Rose Ken Rose? But we really sincerely thank you uh, for listening to Bacon Cell. We really do appreciate you, and we appreciate our patrons as well.
0: Yes, speaking of patrons, we would like to thank our wonderful supportive patrons from the "I am the listener" category. We have Sean Sanquist, Jennifer Kilkowski, Colton Cook, Chris Drott, Infendo Radio, Steve Peacock, Brayton Winserton, Spencer Larson, Crew Dutler, Terry Finley, Stephen Ross, and Adrian Gray. From our uh, beloved Baking Council, we have Nicole D. Hale, Chris Anderson, Ryan Farron, Matt Motz, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and Reverse Listener. Uh, all of you uh, wonderful patrons, we are so grateful to you and uh, other patrons that are not named in that list. And you listeners, we're grateful for you as listeners. well. Listeners? Did we but, go uh, plural? Oh. On. On season six? God. Season six, we have more than one. I don't know. We'll see. Nah, I don't know. I'll check the numbers. Yeah, and
1: we're looking forward to Baking Council, by the way. We'll be having our meeting, our planning meeting with you where we yeah. get together uh, this month. So look forward to that.
0: Yep, that's going to be coming soon, and we're grateful for that.
1: But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter, or you can find me performing with QuickWits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midbell Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits
0: Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3dd. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's ShowtimeShowdown.com. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers. You can also find me. Nope, that's the only place you can find me. That's it. That's it. There's nowhere else. <laughs> There's nowhere else. But you Don't can find, look for me. Uh, go find Bacon Sale on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook and on tpublic.com slash Bacon Sale and on Patreon, like you just heard. Yeah. So we hope you have enjoyed this introduction to season six. And remember, if you want to see Kent smiling this year, all you have to do <laughs> is find some alligators chasing girls. <laughs> We're naughty, Monsters. dude. Is that <laughs> chubby Godzilla? Uh, you can't double down on that. I did. That's a chunky lizard,
1: you know. He did, and I did.
0: Mafra shoots rainbows, probably. No! Yeah,
1: probably. <laughs> this is Godzilla's world. We're just living in it.
0: The ending sucked. I was expecting a kiss, and you know what happened? No
1: kiss. Supersonic idiot, disconnected, not respected. Who would ever really want to go and top that? Top that. Top that. Top, top that. that. Top that. Wired demons, wired demons, Sighten. scraping through my ears. Mongo Jerry
0: and Rumpel Rumpel Teaser. Teaser. Make it noted somewhere that we now know what makes kids smile. Yeah. <laughs> we got crying <laughs> dad,
1: dad stuff, and yeah. movies makes him cry, uh-huh. and, uh, and alligators and girls you- make him <laughs> smile. <laughs> This is we don't do crawl, we do fast moving alligators. Why are they
0: <laughs> the fast coasters? moving alligators
1: on roller coasters?
0: <laughs> so there,
1: there were, were alligators of, There were alligators the dragons killing Well, there were oh. dragons
0: quickly chasing women. <laughs> Just imagine dragons chasing women. Okay, okay. <laughs> <Just> noises. Kids, get up on. I've proven that I kind of have a heart sometimes, sometimes yeah you only do. when season girls six <laughs> gonna <laughs> eaten my alligators yeah, yeah.
1: No plow No plow how do you know I know you so well you've shocked me so much I feel like I don't know you my headphones are yeah
0: adjust my levels man nom 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 slurp 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 Imagine it, kissing you... that, Joel. No. You're incredibly shallow. I, it's just amazing. <laughs> this it's, is news? It's amazing.
1: All the other kids with their season six. We're season six. Sing up. TikTok, tock. You don't <laughs> stop. Stop.
0: You up? No. (laughs) No. That's good. It's season six. You up? No. Let's do it. booty calling. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Make yourself hurt. (laughs) It's season six. You up? No. It's it's in the morning. You want my mind? Because your kiss, your your kiss kiss, is on my my list. list. You know your kiss, your kiss. I can't resist. What about It's it's Season 6? Get pumped. (laughs) Get pumped. Get pumped. No. You pumped.
1: We're not starting off Season 6 with with an innuendo.